This is the Brick and Mortar Reborn Podcast. This podcast is designed to help you give a pulse on the fast-changing world of brick and mortar. As the world reopens and operators race to meet the rising expectations and demands of experience-driven post-COVID consumers, it's more important than ever to stay ahead of the curve and understand the trends and technologies that will shape the future. In each episode, I'll interview successful operators, subject matter experts, and leading thought leaders who will share their insights to help you prepare yourself and your organization for what lies ahead. I'm your host, Bobby Mahomet, CEO of Radiant. Now let's get into today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today we have a very special guest with us, Jamie Richardson, who is a VP of Marketing and PR at White Castle. Jamie, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Bobby. Thanks, man. Craving in a free world. I love it. Love it. Love it. I can tell it's going to be a fun one. I love this. Tell us, uh, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've been selling sliders for uh, 23 years now. So it's it's a passion and uh, love it. Uh, my wife and I have five kids celebrating Valentine's Day uh, the White Castle way. So, but no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I get to work with some of the greatest people in the world and everybody has a heart for hospitality, which makes it pretty special and cool. That's awesome. What brought you to the White Castle? I had the chance to work at an advertising agency, J. Walter Thompson, and made great friendships and got to work on a lot of great brands and was fortunate enough to be part of the new business pitch that J. Walter Thompson made to White Castle a long time ago. And so that's how I got to meet everybody. And years later, was invited to come work at White Castle and said, absolutely, yes, count me in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How's, how's the journey been? You've been there since 1998? Is that correct? Yeah, started in 98. So yeah. uh, it's gone by quick. And But, you know, the journey's been great. It's been so wild to see how the love of White Castle has always been there, to see it take on new form. And to, so I started here uh, as a regional marketing uh, supervisor and had the chance to be director of marketing and loved it. And then actually spent 12 years as our VP of corporate relations. So worked in government relations, spent a ton of time in DC, where our competitors were more colleagues. We were trying to make sure we told the story of, of restaurants and why it mattered to the legislators and, and others. But in philanthropy and, and uh, all kinds of different focus on shareholder relations, we're a family owned business after 101 years, which is pretty cool. So that was a really, yeah, it was a blast. And then started 2020, Lisa Ingram, our CEO, asked if I, I would be interested in returning, a return voyage to marketing. So that sounded fascinating and fun. And so that's uh, the role I'm in today is VP of Marketing and Public Relations. That's awesome. And what, of course, we know what marketing and public relations is, but what's, what's kind of your day to day look like? What are the things that you're focused on? You know, for us, it's about listening. And hopefully we're asking our our cravers and our crave curious potential guests good questions and really listening intently to what they tell us. So we invest a lot of time in really studying consumer behavior, trying to understand what it is about White Castle that's attractive, what, what makes a difference. The other group we really, really listen to are our restaurant operations partners. We work so closely with our restaurant operations teams. So many of us have been there together for for a couple decades now. So yeah. we know strengths and weaknesses and, and they are the front lines of everything we do that's good. And so being able to hear from them firsthand, hey, this is good on the chalkboard back at the home office. How does it work in the real world? And being tuned into that is, is part of what shapes everything we do. So there's always a lot of look into the future. There's always a lot about uh, thought leadership and also managing the work process. But beyond that, we get to have a lot of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. I mean, after all, we're selling a two-inch square slider. Come on. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And the brand is, uh, is it the oldest hamburger chain in, in the United States? We are. We were the first uh, the first hamburger chain in the United States uh, starting. We opened our doors on March 10th, 1921. So over 100 years ago, and uh, it's been a great ride. That's awesome. So what, what, do, you, what do you think has is, is, is allowed this really iconic brand to stand the test of time? I think um, being values-based, I think being family-owned, we really take a long view. So hopefully, and nothing against our colleagues and competitors who have a different organizational model. But for us, candidly, if we have a bad week or bad month, we don't have to worry about what a Wall Street analyst says. We can just recalibrate and think through, hey, what do we want to look like in five years? And I think that part of things helps that us take that idea of being family-owned. And really, for all 10,000 of our team members, it allows us to stay focused on that same notion of let's do the steady pull over the long haul and be focused and, and make good decisions along the way. I think actually one of the, the big reasons for this ongoing success is the craveability quotient. The fact that we have distinctive food that's one of a kind, 100% beef, steamed grilled on a bed of onions, served with a perfect pickle on a bakery fresh bun. That matters to people. And yeah. that's the call of the crave that has been resonant now for, for over 100 years. That is awesome. So awesome. So awesome. As you said, first first fast food hamburger chain in the United States. Your footprint, though, is a little bit smaller than some of the competitors. Why Why has White Castle remained kind of conservative in growth? Yeah, we're, we're significantly smaller. We have 350 restaurants in 14 states, so we're not a monolithic global presence. But I think for us, there's a couple different reasons. The first is that we've always wanted to be the best and not worried about being the biggest. I think being family-owned kind of gives us that mindset. So we've tended to open restaurants in cities where we already have presence, and that served us really, really well over the years. I'd say the other big reason is that back in the late 1980s, our third-generation CEO and leader, Bill Ingram, had a brilliant idea. Someone came up to him in one of the restaurants, and they had a big, like, three sacks of burgers they were taking home. And so he said, wow, are you having a party? And they go, no, I'm taking these home. I'm putting them in the freezer. He said, what are you doing that for? And he said, oh, we've got this new appliance. It's called a microwave oven. We reheat these, and they're really good when you reheat them. So Bill had this idea that maybe we could sell our food through the grocery channel and the freezer aisle. And uh, he approached these big global food manufacturers. They all kind of laughed at him and said, oh, no one will buy fast food from the grocery store. Thankfully, right. he didn't listen. So we did it ourselves. So we today have three dedicated frozen food plants that allow us to have a consumer packaged goods presence. That's really amazing. Because of that, we're actually in all 50 states that businesses continue to grow. These days, it's about 25% of our total revenue. And so that, I think, has been an area of focus and growth that's probably stopped us from adding as many restaurants and concentrating on making those existing restaurants be the best they can be. Yeah, you're still hitting the, the consumers that want you, so it makes sense, 100%. Yeah, we have yeah. in the past couple of years departed from that a little bit and opened some big, we call them destination castles. So there's a castle in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you're uh -huh. out that way, uh, stop on by. And then there's a brand new castle in Orlando that isn't one year old yet. But And those destination castles, the one in Orlando is the biggest in the world, 4,567 square feet. And, oh, wow. uh yeah, it's actually only a couple square feet bigger than Scottsdale, but hey, they're one and two. <laughs> so, But yeah, come on by. That's awesome. And what's different about those? I think those castles were built with the idea that people wanted to come on pilgrimage. So, for instance, the Scottsdale Castle has an Alice Cooper corner where Alice himself dined on opening day with his mom, who's 95. And uh, she's awesome. She said, give me four of those sliders, please. And literally within 10 minutes, I thought she needed some ketchup or something. She said, four more, young man. Um, <laughs> so we took good care of Alice's mom. She's one of a kind. But I think the, the menus are a little bit different. I'll have some extra items and some, some Crave coolers and some different things you can't get anywhere else. But beyond that, I think it's just uh, they're bigger 
and they're met as kind of an ode to the crave if you're willing to travel that extra distance. Yeah, that makes sense. And as you've been kind of as you've taken the realm of kind of marketing PR, what are there are there initiatives that you've been kind of focused on here as of late that you that you could share? Yeah, I, I can share that we've got a new sandwich, the 1921 slider. That's just awesome. And we're rolling that out one one city at a time. But it's literally the way our founder, Billy Ingram, made the, the sliders in the beginning. So we mashed the meatball down onto the young end. And these we serve with lettuce and tomato. So that's really amping it up for us at our place. But uh, people love the sandwich. And it's a great compliment to whatever your existing favorite order is. And really, really dang tasty. And then for us too, we always are trying to do something a little bit different and fun. So we've just selected our Creators Hall of Fame inductees and they're being notified and they'll be inducted in May of this year. And uh, we're hoping to do it in person, going to get a little crazy and bust through this COVID cycle, hopefully. So fingers crossed. I don't want to say that too loud, but we'll see what we can do. If not, we're going to have a a great big virtual party, but either way, we're going to have fun. And and that Cravers Hall of Fame, it's easier to get into Harvard than it is the Cravers Hall of Fame. Many are called and few are chosen, but we've got a a great group of inductees and fewer than 1% of applicants actually get the nod, but this is a great group and can't, can't wait to share their stories. That's awesome. And, what, and how do you pick them? It's just random or? Oh, no. No, this is like uh, quite quite a feat to be selected. There's a judges uh, panel that uh, goes through literally a uh, thousand stories a year, picks out the top 10 or so. And wow. then, yeah, they, they and it's basically the criteria are the extreme links you'll go to to satisfy your cravings for White Castle. Lifetime of devotion always helps. Since I know your listeners are dialed in, I'll share a permanent White Castle tattoo. Gets you on the short list pretty easy. <laughs> so we've got several Hall of Famers who've gone that route. So there's lots of ways to, to fame and fortune with the Cravers Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. You've been, Jimmy, you've been with White Castle for, for a while now. What customer experience specific changes have you seen the brand take over, the, over this time frame? I think we've become a lot more customer facing, a lot more customer engaged. I think certainly some immediate things that even five, 10 years ago weren't as prevalent. Mobile ordering from your phone using the app is popular and easy and fun. I think we've got a lot smarter about how we design back a house in the kitchen. We're even experimenting these days with Miso Robotics Flippy. And Flippy makes French fries at one of our castles in the in the Chicago region. But we're, we're nearing a point where we're going to make some some big news about our commitment with MISO and what that might look like. So I think for us, it's been what we would call continuous crave, which is a focus on always getting better. The best lens we can use to do that is being what we would call moment motivated. So our mission is to create memorable moments every day. And so much of that is how do you take the pain points out of the experience? How do you make the drive-through experience better? How do you upgrade the speakers? How do you make that investment the right way for the team members so the technology is easy to plug into and use? We have a team member app that literally 95% of our hourly team members in the castle use. That's how they know what their schedule is. They can also swap shifts with a colleague at a different castle if they want to. General manager doesn't even have to be consulted. They're just copied on it. So I, I think things like that, we've taken some of the pain points out of Things for the team members and customers, hopefully, that that really bring that food quality home in a way that is memorable for all the right reasons and and craveable all the time. That's awesome. What, in your opinion, uh, are the keys to deliver a great in-restaurant experience? I think being dialed in to, to what your customers want and need. So I think for us, we have dining rooms, we have drive-throughs. Most of our business goes to the drive-through. But for us, being a destination and a source of good memory, a lot of those great memories are made in the dining rooms too. So I'll be direct and say that through COVID, that was really hard. 
It's been yeah. really hard. We're not past it yet. Um, being fully staffed and being able to be open all the hours we want to be open, having the drive-throughs really help powers through. So along the way, zones of tolerance for customers have been bigger overall because I think they've understood that it's tough. Uh, not everybody has as many people as they'd want working a shift and same is true for us. But what I've seen us do really, really well, I think is meet people where they are and understand sometimes somebody's driven an hour, two hours. Sometimes somebody doesn't even live in the city where the castle is and they happen to be passing through. And the last time they visited a white castle was 10 years ago. So we want every sandwich to be perfect. We want every pickle to be perfectly placed. We want just the right proportions of hundred percent beef and onion to bring it home. And I think that attention to detail really matters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You seem like a very fun guy and with, with fun comes in and you're leading marketing. So with that, what are some of the out of the box experiences that you're, that you're thinking about or, or delivering today to customers? I think for us, literally out of the box, even like for Valentine's Day, we got crushed. Our, our hearts are crushed a little bit that we couldn't take reservations this year because of COVID and team members appropriately expressed some concerns about how we're going to do this. And so, but we did come out with something that we think is a nice substitute, the Love Cube. And the Love Cube is a package for two, eight cheeseburgers and two shareable sides, two small drinks. You can order one straw, two straws, whatever you're in the mood for. But it, it's a really cool package. It's even got a little poem on it. So I think for us, it's more about the art of the unexpected and being able to provide things that people aren't um, aren't thinking about before they think of them. So uh, October 2020, we launched a brand new package called the Crave Clutch. It's the most stylish package in fast food. We're a little bit biased, but you know, it's, it holds 20 sliders. It's easily shareable. It's a nice complement to the Crave case, which holds 30, fits in an overhead bin if you're traveling. So I think for us, it's around how do we problem solve in a way that's creative and fun and connects with consumers in a way that brings them back and wants, uh, gives them the chance to want a little bit more. Makes sense. Makes sense. What are, as you're thinking about kind of you know, the future here, and especially a lot of a lot of restaurateurs, you know, as they're looking to kind of either kind of grow their locations or grow their exposure or, or grow in, in general, however they see growth. What, what is some advice that you can give them to be able to succeed in the future, to be able to last as, as long as White Castle has and be able to grow? I think that's a great question. I, I think there'd be, I'd say, remember the three R's. And in and, and this instance, I think the first would be reverence. You really need to know and understand your brand and where you've been and why you've been there and where the ethos comes from. Where's that centering point that only comes through experience and time and, and, and good listening. So I, I think that reverence is really super important. The second R, I'd say, would be uh, relevance, that you want to be putting ideas forward that connect, whether that's a new concept or whether that's a new menu item. It has to be relevant to the people you're trying to connect to. And the best way to know if it's relevant is to ask good questions and listen to what people tell you. And the third, I would say, is the magical part of it, resonance. It's that connection point that connects emotionally, that is authentic and true, and people understand that's really you. And so um, those three R's, I think, are, are really critical to, to future success and, and a way to evaluate. So, yeah, I'd say a reverence, relevance, and resonance are, are three things to remember on the journey Love forward. Love it. That's great advice. As you're thinking, you know, one, one of the other things that was kind of notable as I was reading more about it was that the loyalty of, of, of the team members, one out of four people really last for 10 years or more within the organization, want to grow within the organization. What, why, did they, why is it such a great place to work? I think we're a great place to work because we mean what we say when we, we invite people to come and stay. And I think that connects in a way that's really important. I'll tell you, if you think of the restaurants, 
350 restaurant general managers, on average, they've been with us, each person's been with us on average 23 years. So he or she is really, truly the king or queen of their own castle. And they know their neighborhood, they know their team members, and that loyalty is amazing. Of our top 450 leaders in restaurant operations, 442 started behind the counter at White Castle on an hourly job and rose up through the ranks. So I think there's a shared memory and shared experience. I'll give a quick example. During covid it was tough. I mean, we didn't know where things were going to land. The first six weeks of COVID, sales plummeted so dramatically, we wondered if we would survive. And collectively, our leader, Lisa Ingram, our CEO, got everyone together, and we decided we're going to try and get through this and not lay anybody off, which seemed audacious and just crazy. But everybody in the home office took a pay cut, a dramatic pay cut, and the bigger your job, the bigger the pay cut you took. It was indefinite. And the idea was, if we can cut that much, that that might allow us to get through without having to lay anybody off. And long story short is, we did have to put some people on furlough because there's just no, but they were also offered the chance to work in a restaurant or work in one of our plants. And, or they could, if it was better for, for their family, they could take the unemployment insurance. All those people were brought back and we, we got to the other side of it. So I think it's about... In tough moments, that's who you show. That's where brands, businesses, enterprises show their true character. And I feel honored to be part of an organization that really, truly doesn't just say it on a poster and put it up on the wall that people matter. We're making decisions that really illustrate, no, we're in this together and we're going to get through it together. And knowing our CEO took the biggest pay cut of all. So we could do that. That doesn't happen. And and she made it happen for all of us. So I think it builds loyalty over time. And we get to have fun too. I'll be direct. We don't have, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We've got a a slide that goes from our second floor down to the lobby in our home office here. Yeah. And it represents in the, in the food manufacturing plants, there's a slide that two packs of sliders go down. So this is a little bit bigger. It's human size, but it's a symbolic uh, tip of the hat to our frozen food division. So it's fun. Awesome. Awesome. I, I want to be invited for that. <laughs> come on, come on by. <laughs> come and awesome. visit. We'll take what you is, behind the castle walls. There you go. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your advice for other, you know, right now, of course, we're going through a period where it's really hard for people to retain, you know, some of their folks, their team members, and yeah. you just, you know, a, a bunch of reasons why people love working at White Castle. What advice do you have kind of generally for those uh, restaurateurs, multi-location restaurateurs that are really looking to make sure that they keep their, they're kind of teams connected, that loyalty there, et cetera. What are some high level kind of advice that you have? I think for all of us, and this is the same, this is the same uh, pressure we all feel right now, especially it's pronounced and we are too, more so than we ever have. I think take that heart for hospitality that's at the center of who you are. You wouldn't be in the business and make sure to the best of your ability that you're finding like-minded people you can attract because that heart for hospitality will keep people with you. And, mm-hmm. and then I think it's also... One of the things we've learned is that if you're able to show where it leads for somebody to show what that path looks like and to get that chemistry going in a good direction, it really does reinforce everything you're hoping to achieve in terms of loyalty, in terms of emotional connection. And I think there's an authenticity to that that today's today's hospitality worker deserves more than ever. We've all been through the tough. There's no playbook for the past 23 months. There's no, oh, this is the only way to do it. Everyone's had to struggle through and figure out the best way forward. We should make the most of that and make sure we're being vulnerable enough to invite the right people in. And if we do it right and we're fortunate, they stay. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great advice. That's great advice. Jamie, that was a wealth of information. We absolutely appreciate you taking the time. That was great. Anything anything else that I did not ask that you want to make sure our listeners know before I let you go? 
Well, you should end your next visit to White Castle with an exclamation point. Check out our new strawberry swirl cheesecake on a stick. Eminently portable, easy to share, and uh, nothing says love like a little uh, strawberry swirl cheesecake on a stick. But no, just uh, great talking with you. Thanks for all you do for our industry and for hospitality workers everywhere. We're in this together and can't wait till we bust on through to the other side completely. I think we're on the path. Absolutely. I'm saying I love your energy. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks again uh, for your time. That was great. Talk to you soon. Crave on. We'll see you at the drive-thru. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reborn Podcast brought to you by Renia. For access to the latest episodes, please visit our website at brickandmortarreborn.com. 